0: Hi, my name is Anja Karvovska and I'm the host of this amazing podcast, Get Unstuck With Your English. If you are a neurodivergent person, struggling with learning the language, tend to procrastinate too much, or maybe you have so many goals, you get lost right out of bed, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you have come to the right place, my friend. I'll teach you how to apply cognitive science and evidence-based methods to your learning. I will walk you through the learning plateau. If you're scared to talk, the vocabulary evaporates your mind, have been studying for ages, following shiny objects, binge-watching Netflix, hoping that the knowledge will cross your head for osmosis. If so, I'm here to help you. I'll show you how to study and tackle the language, and most importantly, how to make it stick. I'm inviting you on the journey with me. Let's add a science sprinkle to your learning. Good morning. On that rainy and kind of gloomy day, it's me, Anya Karbowska, talking to you from Canadian-American border. So we have autumn. Time flies by so quick. Did you know that the word autumn comes from the probably Latin word autumnus, which means drying up season? Of course, some dictionaries and some linguists say it dates back to the Etruscan times. But this is how why language is so amazing. So today. I've decided to crowdfund this episode <laughs> because you ask me questions, I get DMs and I have lots of discussions on Facebook, Messenger and in my private and public Instagram. So I've decided that instead of answering each person one by one, I'll just pile all those answers together and well, let's start with the first one. So. Since you've asked me so many questions and obviously I will not be able to answer all of them. I've picked some of them and I will either record episodes of my podcast or I will write an article on LinkedIn when I will again crowdfund and gather all the the questions and provide you with answers. So the first question comes from my student whom I'm preparing for IELTS and she's dyslexic. And she asked me, IELTS has certain accommodations, which is great. And one of the accommodations for IELTS Academic in general, they offer color overlays. So my student asked me, Does it work? So I have to break that news. I'm sorry, no, it does not work. There's no empirical evidence that proves that color overlays work. That being said, if you feel more comfortable, if you are anxious, if you're stressed out and you think it will give you that extra boost of confidence, go for it. However, do not count on it that's what i would i would say do not count on it okay since we are talking about ielts and turfo another question it's not connected to neurodiversity but it's general but i like it and the question is is ielts tricky okay my answer is ielts is not tricky IELTS tests your language proficiency like any other exam and yes you have to prepare for it however is ielts also about strategizing yes IELTS is about strategizing as well, so you have to know the strategies when it comes to reading, you have to know how to use your skills, when to skim the text, when to scan the text, how to look for an answer, so in that way, yes, however, it is not tricky. Another question I've received, someone wrote uh, that he's a visual learner, right, that he's a visual learner and he learns best when he reads text, so again, I have to break the news, there's no such thing as a visual learner or a kinesthetic learner, or an audio learner, or any type of learner. Learning stars are MF. Unfortunately, they are so rooted in education, it's been more than 15 years, I think. Since Daniel Willingham published a paper on learning styles. no, there is no empirical evidence. We can talk about learning preferences, but no, not learning stars. So no, you're not a visual learner. Trust me. Or oh, don't trust me. Just practice your own discernment and find it out by yourself. Another question is, can a dyslexic person master spelling? That is a huge one, so it's hard to answer. However, what I would say, I would say that a dyslexic person can master spelling. Some will be great spellers, some will be average spellers, however they can. Spelling is the gateway to still skilled reading. Actually, right now I'm talking to parents and to educators and to early childhood educators. You can practice spelling. There yeah, are many ways, One with kids we do the multi-sensory learning, centuries, etc. However, I would also recommend Structured Word Inquiry because it gives you the insight into the language and how the language works and the mechanics of the language and why English for some people is strange language or queer or weird. That takes me to another question. Why English is weird? Well, English is not weird. I know that many people would say, oh it makes no sense, the pronunciation is like, you know, goes off the track, so no, it is not true. As I've said and written in my article in the previous episode, English makes sense. However, however, because it is a Germanic language, that has been influenced by Latin. If you think of the language, I will record a separate episode, but if you think of the language about the Christian monks who arrived in England around 500, I think, BC, And They tried to transcribe the language was Germanic. They didn't have the same letters like phone and ash, right? They are not a part of the Latin alphabet, so they had to make changes. Then you have Norman invasion, right? So you have French, then you have the Renaissance revival and you have Latin and Greek. Then you have printing press and so on and so forth. So no, English language is not strange, but it's a great borrower, like I would like to say. So that's why Diving into the language, knowing the history of the language, knowing the mechanics of the language and the, at least some changes and knowing how to use, for example, etymology dictionary really helps. Another question I have received is do I need 10 years to be successful learning of language? No, you do not need 10 years or 10,000 hours. However, however, you need to study smart. So that being said, if you uh, study English twice a week and you spend two hours, do not expect to get unstuck very quickly. I'd rather suggest that you chunk it down to smaller pieces and study every second day. Besides, and I think that's the most important, study smart. Instead of cramming or trying to learn everything by heart, try to approach it strategically and try to use your brain power. So if, if you want to, you can go back to my previous episodes when I talk about science power tools. Another question, and I really like it, So uh, someone wrote, I'm a 62-year-old person, can I still learn English? Absolutely! Why not? Age is just a number, it's not a pep talk that I'm giving, but in reality older people have lots of background knowledge, so you've lived your life to a certain point, right? you've accumulated lots of knowledge. Maybe you've learned some other languages, maybe you are learning other languages, maybe you've been learning other languages. That's a huge, huge addition to your language journey. Second of all, yes, you will struggle probably with a little bit with recall or short-term memory, but again, you have science power tools on your side. You have brain plasticity, which is such an amazing thing. So I'd say, yeah, go for it, absolutely. You can learn the language at the age of 62. I've been working with seniors who are 72, 73, 74, and yes, they can learn the language absolutely so I would not limit yourself saying oh I'm too old no you're not too old you just need to go around it a little bit different way which takes me to another question is it true that I can master the language as long as I'm the kid I know critical period hypothesis and the LAD no this is not true you can learn language as an older person absolutely and another question which is very opaque and robust but um, I like it so uh, the question is uh, I have ADHD. I never seem to finish anything. Can I really learn? Well, obviously, yes, you can. Yeah. First of all, when we think of ADHD, we have that hyper focus. So, we know, that a person with ADHD, once they're really interested and invested in something, they will learn and they'll like, just dig into it. Other than that, it's difficult. So, if you are uh, if you are an ADHD person, yes, you can learn the language, it has been proven, you can go to... I can attach a research paper by Yavorsky, uh, and the research paper proves that people with ADHD can be very successful at language learning. What I would do, I would strategize around learning, I would set long and short-term goals. I would not count on motivation, I'm sorry if that sounds disappointing, but motivation is like a fitting moment. So set goals, I would use graphic organizers. I would spread out your study, I would uh, look for accountability, whether it's a group, a coach, a friend. I would be prepared for a learning plateau because it happens and it doesn't mean that you're not learning, it just means that you have that slower growth, so as to say. So, another question, and it's quite complex, however, I try to answer it to the best of my knowledge the best of my knowledge. So, um, can ADHD cause language delay or speech delay? Yes, you can. It's one of the earliest signs that children have. Yeah, there was a study in 2005, and the researchers found that two-thirds of elementary age kids had a speech delay at the age of 18 months. However, that's why as an educator, as a parent, as a teacher, I'd say, do not wait and see. Always act first. The same applies to dyslexia. If you see that your child has problems with reproducing sounds, simple nursery rhymes. Do take your child to speech pathologies and don't wait. And that takes me to another question. So someone asks, I'm a Polish person and I live um, in UK. Should I teach my child Polish or should I learn for them to learn English? I'd say really just doesn't matter. Do teach your child your first language. Do not wait it does not impede the process i know there is that uh, common notion especially among teachers they think that the uh, first language impedes the other no it does not just do it maybe not slowly but just no pressure just introduce the language to your child speak to your child immerse them in the language if you want to teach them your first language and i mean reading i would just look for evidence-based methods so uh, methods that are based on the language structure which is the polish being a language not the morphophonemic ones so absolutely please do and there is another question which says i'm a dyslexic person and i struggle with writing and spelling so i'd say okay this is a very robust question again for writing that depends do you mean this graphic or do you mean dyslexic if you have problems writing like an essay i would suggest hoffman method so going from data from the topic sentence to the paragraph uh, if you are listening to my podcast right now or maybe you will be listening later you can shoot me a message i'll send you some resources so when it comes to spelling again i would really recommend structured word inquiry and examining the origin of the words there are lots of lots of resources and again if you're interested shoot me a message and i'll send you some resources because yes a dyslexic person can master spelling okay and the last question for today i know there are a lot of them but i cannot answer all of them so the last question is that i will never pass irs because i get so stressed out and i have adhd i forget everything instantaneously okay so this is a very big question so i'd say that stress is something that affects everyone whether you are an adhd person or not okay i do understand that a person of adhd you are suffering probably from the imposter syndrome and your low self-esteem might blow because you think you can do it but yes, you can. So as with any exam, as I said, IELTS and any other exam like Cambridge Proficiency, TOEFL or even Advanced or Lolladol used to be LCCI but it's no longer, like, you can no longer take that exam. However, with that exam and any other exam you have to strategize and I know you some people find it boring some people think I'm exaggerating but what does it mean to strategize? So first of all before you take the exam I would really have heart to heart with you and I'm not needling you into anything but heart to heart the best way probably would be to have a um, teacher, teacher, a language coach who would assess your level on a common European language framework using the candle kind of statements statement, so knowing where you are, where you're going. And once you do that, or so maybe you can do it by yourself, which is great, then I would prepare a language plan. So I would chunk down the material. So I don't know whether you're talking about IELTS academic or IELTS general, because that's a little bit different. However, what I would say, and I think everyone would find it useful. First of all, divide it into speaking, listening, reading and writing. I know that there are some people who, are, who feel better at listening, some people prefer reading, some people prefer writing, some people like speaking. So I would uh, approach it strategically and look at what band you aim in, because sometimes you can have band 7 in reading and band 8 in writing, speaking and listening, which will give you band 8.5 in general. However, so that that's what I would start with. Then I would chuck it down, and I would graphically organize your learning process. So practice lots of retrieval. I would use spaces. I would not cram up the knowledge because I know that students love to do it, but that does not work at all. And I would highly recommend diving into Greek and Latin roots because when it comes to uh, reading, in IELTS, academic, but not only in TOEFL, you have you have lots of words from Greek and Latin origin uh, because these are the academic English words and. Yeah, unfortunately the topic is very robust. But chunk it down and um, focus on one skill a day, and then once you get the hang of it, try to interleave them so mix them a little bit. So thank you so much for listening to my episode. If you find it interesting or helpful, please like it or share it with your friends. It would mean the world to me. I also wanted to let you know that I'm working on something really special, so I'm preparing a series of mini webinars about IELTS Academic, Cambridge Proficiency Exam and TOEFL for neurodivergent students, especially for students with ADHD and dyslexia. So be on the lookout because um, the first one will be probably the beginning of October. And I wish you the greatest success in whatever you're doing and I hope to talk to you soon. If you have any questions, send me a DM. I'll be more than happy to answer. Thank you, bye.